Welcome and thank you for joining us again this evening. We are so excited to bring God's word to you again today. Last week we looked at the fourth theme of Advent, which is hope. And this week we look at faith. This week also we'll focus on pre preparing our hearts during this Christmas season and reflect on God's word and God's towards us in sending his son Jesus into our world. The birth of Christ is a reminder to us that God has fulfilled, has fulfilled his promise to us. This evening, I would like to encourage you to take your Bible, whether you're using a hard copy or you're, you're going to be using an electronic version, and turn with me to the Gospel of Mark chapter 1. Before, before we look into God's word, I will ask you to join with me in a word of prayer. Let us bow and ask the Lord. Father, today, Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word is truly a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. And so we ask this evening, Lord, that you will speak to us through your word. God, that you will use your Holy Spirit to convict our hearts and our lives of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Lord, I pray for wherever we are this evening, Lord, for those that are joining us online, wherever they are, God, that you will minister to them. Speak to them, Lord, touch their lives. And so we ask today, Lord, that you will bless your word and bless every listening ear today. In Jesus' name, amen. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse through eight, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness, and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness for sin. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptizing by him in the water Jordan, in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he, and he's talking about Jesus Christ, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Amen? This is God's word. May God bless the reading of his word. Now, last week, we launched Living Hope Community Church, and many of you were watching us as we went live on, on YouTube, like you're doing here tonight. We spent several weeks preparing for November 29th as our launch date. We wanted to make sure that everything was done right, even perfectly right. The day of, we went through everything thoroughly, testing the microphones and the sound system, even streaming online. Everything was working perfectly and to our satisfaction. Excuse me. 
No matter how much we prepare, there is always something unexpected that will show up. Now, we consider the risk of going live last week that anything could happen and there is no turning back. People will see exactly the mistakes that we were making. For those of you who joined us last week, saw that our microphones or, or some, some at some times decided not to work. There were times when the sound system was too low and at sometimes everything just went blank. And like I said earlier on, no matter how much we prepare, there's always something unexpected that will show up. And I hope and I'm sure many of you will agree with me. You see, brothers and sisters, we live in a world where everything must be done right. At times it feels as if there is no room for error. And that's the pressure we felt last week that everything had to be done right. And because we live in a world that expected everything to be so. As soon as you make a mistake or mess up, in a few seconds, the entire social media platform will know about it. Whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook or, or Instagram, wherever it is, somebody will know about it. Someone will post it. And I am certain tonight that many of you that are watching today can attest to the fact that you can recall experiences in your life where you were preparing for certain events and you can maybe go back to those times when you were and it did not turn out the way you wanted it to. If you are able to do it again, you will do it differently this time. But there is no guarantee that something may not go as expected. There is no guarantee. Some of you may have looked back at your wedding. Let's say, for example, some of you may have looked back at your wedding videos and wish certain things were done differently or wish certain things never happened if you, if you are married and wish those unforeseen things never showed up. There are many times when my wife and I would look at our video and like, man, we wish we never did this or we wish that would have happened. And I'm sure many of you can, att can attest to that if you are married. Some of you may be struggling in your relationship and wish things, were, things never happened, certain things never happened, or trust things could have been different or better. Or maybe you are going through things in your life right now and wish those experiences were different. Not only us, brothers and sisters, but those who rule over us. Take, for example, those in authority over us, even with our current situation that we are all faced today with, COVID-19. Our government and healthcare workers and others in authority wish they could have prevented the spread of this virus much sooner. And we're all faced with that today. Excuse me. Now, the question that I want to ask is, why am I saying all of this? The point is, is this, that there are events in everyone's lives that we can look back and wish the outcome would have been different. Now, I just only use a few examples tonight, but 
you can maybe reflect on many other things. No matter how much, you, how much we think we are prepared, there are still things we can do different. There are always room for improvement. <coughs> Unlike us, God never failed to prepare. God never has to look for room to make improvements on his plan. His plans is always flawless. His promises are always sure or amen. That is the assurance, that is the assurance, brothers and sisters, that we have in a God in whom we can put our trust in. God has given us everything, the Bible says, pertaining to life and godliness. Basically everything that we should live a victorious Christian life. That is the message of the of message from Mark's gospel that we read here tonight in Mark chapter 1 verse 1 through 8. Mark's gospel as he reflects back on Mark is reflecting back on God's faithfulness in keeping his unlike the other gospel Mark opens up with these words and I'm going to read it again the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the son of God now I will ask this question what beginning was Mark talking about Mark is reminding us of the life of Christ that is the incarnation of Jesus Christ his human birth, how God took on flesh and dwelt among us. This beginning that Mark is referring to is about the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we look at the account as Mark gave us tonight that in the beginning or the, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we also see the same very word used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. The very first account. The Genesis 1 account represents the creation story. And Genesis 1 opens these words. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In God in six days God created the heavens and the earth. He made everything and when God looks at it he said it is good. But when God made man, that is you and me, every man, every boy, every woman, every child, when he looked at his first creation, that is Adam and Eve, he said, not only are they good, but they are very good. You see, when God created man, he created man, the Bible says, in his own image and in his own likeness. God's plan was that God's plan was fellowship with his creation when he created man. It's to have fellowship. But man, he broke that relationship with God. Genesis 3.15, after man, man sinned against God in the garden. The Bible said that God came down and promised, made a promise to man that he will restore that relationship with us. That the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent or the enemy basically overcoming sin and Satan and and offering to us a salvation only through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone and that salvation is through Jesus through God's Son throughout the history of the Old Testament brothers and sisters God has always prepared a way for his people 
God has prepared the way for his people in the wilderness. The children of Israel watching over them and protecting them even when they turn their back against him. In Genesis chapter 3, and I will read, chapter 23 and verse 20 says, See, here God is saying, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way to bring you to the place I have prepared for you. That is the children of Israel. That is the God's people that he called out. God, all, God was also making, brothers and sisters, preparation not only for the people in the wilderness. Ever since creation, God has been making preparation for the coming of his son, Jesus Christ, the one who will deliver his people from their sin or save his people from their sin. And we see these promises throughout the Old Testament. And I'm just going to go through a few of those tonight. And I will read from Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 1 all the way through verse 5. And Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet prophesy and says this. This is God's word to you and me tonight. And we will hear the same words as if it is spoke, that is spoken by Mark as well. So Mark is pulling from Isaiah the prophecy that, that God or the promise that God made all these years, even before Jesus Christ came upon the face of the earth. Hear what Isaiah has to say. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard services has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And this is the same word that Mark bear record of in Mark chapter 1, verse 3 in Isaiah. Hear what it says, 40 and verse 3. A voice of one calling or crying or heralding in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And I love these, part, these other verses. He says, every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And I want to pause there for a moment and let us ponder on this one part of the verse, that the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The glory that Isaiah is talking about here is the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only in Isaiah, but the prophet Malachi, hundreds of years after, several years, number of years after Isaiah, Malachi came on the scene, and not a prophet, which is going to be the very last prophet in the Old Testament, in, in the book of Malachi. And Malachi had this to say in chapter 3 and verse 1. He said, I will send my messenger. Isn't those words the same as Isaiah? Those words are the same words that Mark quote to us tonight as we read. He says, I will send my messenger. That is John the Baptist, who will prepare the way before me, which is, which is God himself. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant who you desire will come, says the Lord God Almighty. God said, I will send, I am preparing for my son to come into the world. You see, between Malachi, which is the end of the Old Testament, 
and the New Testament, there is a 400 years gap. Now, for those of you who have studied the time between Malachi and Matthew, which is the New Testament, these 400 years, the people of Israel thought all hope was lost because God was silent during this time. No prophecy, no voice, no nothing was coming from God. We know that God was never silent because the Bible tells us that. He did not leave us alone. He was still at work making preparation for the arrival of his son. Because Paul will bear record of that in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. Paul will say, but when the fullness of time had come, excuse me, but when the fullness of time had come, Hear what Paul had to say. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we, you and I, brothers and sisters, might receive adoption as son, might be received into the kingdom of God. In the fullness of time, when that fullness of time came, God sent his son. That fullness of time or the appointed time that the Bible talks about. God sent the angel Gabriel to a young virgin. And this is what he said to her. In Luke chapter 1 verse 31. And many of you would hear this throughout this Christmas season. And behold, the angel said, and behold, you will conceive in your womb. That is to Mary, this young virgin. When all hope was lost, when people thought that God was silent and God was nowhere to be found, brothers and sisters, God was never silent. He said to the, the angel said to the young virgin, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, very specifically. And this is what the angel Gabriel said that this child will be. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high the most high there mean the son of the most high god the lord of lords and the king of kings the god that rules and reign above all principalities and power and the lord god will give him the throne of his father david that is jesus and he will reign that is jesus christ will reign over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. We know that the kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom. A kingdom that cannot be shaken. You see Mark's record talks about the beginning of the gospel. Which is about Jesus Christ. The son of God. The gospel is good news brothers and sisters. About Jesus Christ. Excuse me. All throughout the history, God has been preparing for his arrival, for the arrival of his son. And we have seen that from Isaiah, from Genesis to Isaiah, to Malachi. Then Matthew also bore record of that, fulfilling that prophecy. That prophecy came and was fulfilled. That is the good news, brothers and sisters, that we have today. There is no better news than the good news about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, Christmas is a reminder to us that God has fulfilled his promise to us. And as we 
you and I prepare our hearts to celebrate this Christmas season with friends and families and the sharing of gifts with those whom we love even in the midst of this COVID lockdown brothers and sisters even in the midst of all of this we can still celebrate we can still celebrate the love of Christ but the question that I want to ask tonight are we making preparation for our own lives many of us spend our entire life preparing for physical and material things things that will satisfy our lives isn't that so you know from a good education we want we want to be successful in our career to having a loving family we want to have secure investment and we want to enjoy the best of what life has to offer and don't get me wrong, nothing is wrong in pursuing any of those things. We all want to have good education, successful career, loving family, secure investment. We want to enjoy life to its best. But these things, brothers and sisters, are only physical or material things to satisfy and enhance our life here on earth. But these things will never, never last forever. We can lose our job. We can lose our family. We can lose our investment. We can buy a new car and we will change it tomorrow. We have proven it over and over in our lives that these things will never last forever. They will soon pass away, the Bible says. It's only a matter of time. But the question that I want to ask, but what about our spiritual preparation? You see, what I just said just now is our physical preparation to enhance our life so that we can live our life here on earth and do the things that we want to do. And so many people are caught up into those things and nothing is wrong with that. But they never take time out to think about their, about their spiritual life or make spiritual preparation we also need to prepare our life spiritually what happened when the physical is no longer there what happened when the job is no longer there what happened when when your health is no longer there what happened when the investment is no longer there what happened when all of these things are are, are, are passing away or that are fading away into life what happened when we don't need a bigger house anymore? What happened when we don't need, when we can't drive anymore? What happened to all these things? What happened when the physical is no longer there, brothers and sisters? And I want you to take a minute and think about that. You see, Jesus came to offer every one of us salvation. He offered his life so that you and I can enjoy eternity with him the Bible said that we should not lay up treasures on earth where moth and rust can corrupt or destroy but we must lay up treasure in heaven where these things cannot touch it the Bible also said where your heart is that where where, where your treasure will be 
And, I, and, and the Bible also gives us an example of what this looks like. And a good example is the example of the ten virgin. The Bible calls in Matthew chapter 25, the ten virgin, five wise and five foolish. And here is what it says in verse 25 in Matthew. He says, then the kingdom of heaven, this is a parable from Jesus' Jesus mouth. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgin who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. But then the foolish took their lamps. They took their lamps with no oil with them. But the wise, but the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. That means they took extra oil. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom, they cry, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there will be not enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourself. We only have enough. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast. And the door was shut. Afterwards, the, the other virgin came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, Jesus says, for you, for you know neither the day nor the hour. None of us, brothers and sisters, know when death will knock at our door. None of us knows when Jesus will come again. He has already came as a babe in a manger. And we don't look to him on, as a babe in a manger anymore. We don't look for him in a crib anymore. No, he has given his life. He has, he has given his life on a cross and, rode, and rose triumphantly from the grave. To give us life, a life more abundantly. Now this parable is only a glimpse of how many people live their lives in such a way like the wise, wise and, the, and, and, and the wise foolish. We are so focused on the material things and the physical thing of this world. Not the spiritual like the unwise virgin. You see they miss the mark, they miss the time. When the bridegroom will come. And Jesus will come one day again, the Bible says. So I would like to encourage you today, this evening, to take time and prepare your hearts if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Open your hearts this Christmas season, brothers and sisters, and invite him wherever you are watching us tonight. He will come in if you open your heart and let him him in. Jesus said this, if anyone, if anyone, if anyone knocks at the door, he says, I am at the door and knock, if anyone opens unto me, I will come in and sup with him. You see, Jesus is, is with his father, making intercession for us. You got to scroll along a bit. 
making intercession for us at the right hand of God. And today, as you make room in your hearts, brothers and sisters, for him, I would encourage you to share the joy and the love that Christ brings into your life by taking time out, not only as you enjoy all the things that you have done for Christmas or that you are preparing, to look for an opportunity to share this love with others. Share it with friends and share it with neighbors and share it with family. Share with those less fortunate. Take time out to show them that you care for them. We have so much to give, brothers and sisters. Let us trust the Lord to prepare our hearts to do the same. Different, same thing this Christmas to make a difference in someone's life or, in, or someone that is in need. Let us, not allow, let us not allow COVID to prevent us from showing the love of Christ that we care for others. And I trust that you will, that you will, that, that you will give your heart to Jesus Christ wherever you are tonight and you don't know him as your Lord and Savior. I want to read this passage before you and Mika read it earlier on tonight as we come and as we bring this service to a close in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. And Peter says, do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand otherwise. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And that is the call tonight that God is saying to you if you are listening to this message, that he doesn't want you to perish if you don't know him as Lord and Savior. He has come to offer salvation to every one of us. But everyone, the Bible says, to come to him. That is his desire. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Jesus says, the day will come that I will come like a thief, just like the wise ten virgin when the bridegroom came and they did not prepare. When they do expect him, that's not when he showed up. And that's what the Bible said, that the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heaven will disappear with a roar. The element will be destroyed by fire. All these physical things will be destroyed. And the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. That means God is going to destroy everything. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to be you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of the Lord. To the day of the Lord. And the Bible says, and speed, it's coming. That the day will bring about the destruction of heaven by fire. And the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. Where righteousness dwells so that so then dear friends since you are looking forward for this make every effort to be found spotless blameless and at peace with Jesus Christ that means do everything to live your life holy and righteous it's not only about the material but it's also about our spiritual life
I trust tonight that these words have been a blessing to you and to your family wherever you are watching us tonight and that you will take time out this week to reflect on what God has done for you. And if you don't know who Jesus Christ is as your Lord and Savior, I would ask you to surrender your life to him and give your heart, open up your heart to him and allow him to come in. He says, I am at the door and knock, and if any man will open, I will come in and sup with him. That is the promise we have in Jesus Christ, that if you open up your heart, he will come in. And you can do so this, this Christmas season. You can do so this week. You can do so at any time. And even tonight, as I pray, you can even bow your head and say, Lord, I want you to come into my life. So I'm going to close with a word of prayer and ask you to pray with me tonight. And if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I will also ask you to pray and ask him to come into your hearts and into your life. Father, tonight, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking to us tonight. God, that, that you are going to prepare a place for us. You said that if it were not so, you would have told us that you will come again to receive us even unto yourself, that where you are, we may be also. Lord, it's help us, Lord, and help those who have heard your word tonight, Father. And I pray for those that don't know you wherever they are tonight, Lord, as they surrender their lives, whether they are praying this prayer tonight, God, your word says that if we are faithful, if we are faithful to confess our sin, if we confess our sin that you are faithful, to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I pray for everyone tonight that, are, that will pray this prayer, Lord, and ask you to come into their heart. I ask, Lord, that you will touch them wherever they are. I ask, God, that you will touch their family. I ask, God, that you will strengthen them. I ask, God, that you will continue to lead and direct them. Lord, and as they go through this Christmas season and as they reflect upon, Lord, all your promises and all that which you have done, God, you will continue to fill their hearts and continue to encourage them and strengthen them in their walk and in their relationship. I pray for those that know you, Father, and wherever they are tonight, God, that you are going to continue to strengthen their lives as well. Continue to be with them throughout this week. And Lord, as they continue to meditate and reflect upon your goodness and your faithfulness, God, that they will open up their hearts, Lord, and look for opportunities to minister to those that are less fortunate. God, that they will not only, only look for things that they can satisfy themselves, but look how they can bless others. They can look to the neighbors or friends or family or anyone, God, or the less fortunate wherever they are tonight. And give the gift of love, the same love that they receive from your hands. I pray tonight that you will touch them. So we give you praise and give you thanks and honor and glory tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen.